From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Thursday, May 26th. Authorities have charged bear hunting guide Wade Lemon with illegal baiting during a 2018 trip with Donald Trump Jr. in Carbon County. The Salt Lake Tribune and Utah Investigative Journalism Project report that Trump Jr. was in Utah helping to organize a hunting advocacy group when he went on the bear hunt. Justin Higginbottom speaks with an official at Utah's Division of Wildlife Resources about the enforcement situation in bear country. Authorities had investigated Lemon's company eight times previously, although this was his first charge. In court documents, the Utah Attorney General's office accused Lemon of a canned hunt. That's when a guide uses illegal practices to ensure a successful kill, often for high-profile clients. Wyatt Bubach is chief of enforcement for the state's Division of Wildlife Resources. He says the state has recently increased the number of bear hunting tags. Over the last five years, we've gone from about 900 tags to about 1,200 tags in the state of Utah, and that's for a couple different reasons. He says part of that increase is in response to a growing bear population. Another reason is a change in the type of tags the state is offering. Probably the biggest factor leading to the increase in those tags is the instatement and issuance of tags for spot and stock. We're able to issue quite a few spot and stock tags due to the low success of those hunts. Spot and stock hunters can't use dogs or bait. Killing a bear is harder unless someone uses illegal methods like Lemon did. Because of this, Bubak says the increase in tags hasn't led to hunters killing more bears. In terms of enforcement, Bubak says the LaSalle's are especially prone to complaints. The recreational opportunity down on the LaSalle's and the San Juan's as far as bear concentrations and historical pursuit areas was so high that, you know, we get constantly have complaints of just recreationalists down there about the number of dogs being run and just the ability to to enjoy the landscape with the volume of houndsmen that we had down there. But he says in the last couple years, there's been a decrease in complaints. That's due to recent changes limiting the number of dogs during a hunt to only 16. The state also decreased opportunities for non-residents. He says the areas outside of Moab were especially known to attract hunters from around the country. We certainly have had a decrease in complaints and concerns down there simply because we don't have as many people on the landscape or as many dogs on the landscape. Division of Wildlife spokesperson Faith Jolly said in a statement that enforcement can be challenging. Sometimes informants won't come forward and evidence can only be gathered through search warrants or trail cameras. The Tribune's report notes that the former director of the division, Mike Folks, was in charge during previous investigations of Lemon. And in 2020, Folks hunted with Lemon's company. Folks announced his retirement a month after records of Lemon's investigation were released. Justin Higginbottom for KZMU News. The Interior Department announced Wednesday it will commit $33 million to plug and remediate orphaned oil and gas wells on public lands. There are more than 100,000 documented abandoned oil and gas wells across the country. The Interior Department has identified nearly 300 of them as high priority for cleanup. These wells are in national parks and other public lands and are posing threats to humans, wildlife, and the climate. 14 of these wells are in the Moab area. Infrastructure czar Mitch Landrieu speaking at a press conference earlier this year. Millions of us, millions, live within a mile of hundreds of thousands of often and abandoned wells that leak and spew. These wells jeopardize 
public health and safety by contaminating groundwater, seeping toxic chemicals, emitting harmful pollutants, including methane. This well capping program also creates jobs and will revitalize rural economies in places where people are directly affected by a transitioning economy. The Interior Department says methane emissions will be measured before and after plugging orphaned wells. They are developing a database to collect information as wells are plugged. This round of funding will support remediation work for those 14 wells in Moab's BLM field office area. It will also fund an assessment of wells in southeastern Utah's Glen Canyon National Recreation Area. The funds are the first allotment of a total of $250 million to clean up orphaned wells on federal public lands, including national parks and forests. More money for cleanup will be dispersed next fiscal year. Public lands in eight other states will also see remediation work with this first round of funding. This includes Channel Islands National Park in California, Daniel Boone National Forest in Kentucky, and Jean Lafitte National Historic Park in Louisiana. According to a press release, the agencies receiving the funds are expected to immediately begin the process of acquiring plugging and reclamation services through contracts and grants. The nation is reeling after the second deadliest school shooting in Texas this week. In our region, survivors of another horrific school shooting are speaking out. The Mountain West News Bureau's Robin Vincent reports. Tom Mauser's son Daniel was 15 years old when he was murdered in the school library at Columbine High School in Littleton, Colorado. In the more than 20 years since that massacre, Mauser has become a vocal gun control advocate. Back in the year 2000, his lobbying helped mandate background checks on all private gun sales in Colorado. The state went on to pass universal background checks more than a decade later. His reaction to the school shooting in Uvalde was one of disgust. But he wasn't surprised. In a way, we shouldn't be that shocked that it's happening in our schools. Because really, it's happening there because it's happening in the rest of society. So our young people model us. They model the adults. Mauser points out polling shows the vast majority of Americans support universal background checks at the national level. Yet Congress has failed to pass such a measure. He calls that failure shameful. For the Mountain West News Bureau, I'm Robin Vincent. After two decades of drought with no relief in sight, many Utahns are looking for ways to conserve water. As Mark Richardson with our partners at the Public News Service reports, a statewide program shows that for many residents, part of the solution could be right in their front yard. The Utah Division of Water Resources has joined with several local water conservancy districts for a second year of Flip Blitz, a process that involves incentives to convert grassy lawns to water-wise landscapes. State and local officials kicked off the second year of the program this week by demonstrating how small changes on the ground can make a big difference in water use. Shelby Erickson with Division of Water Resources says it's a simple process. Taking out the grass and replacing it with water-wise landscape and converting from usually spray heads in park strips to drip irrigation for the plants. And that's estimated to save 5,000 to 8,000 gallons of water per year on each of those park strips. Erickson says park strips and other grassy areas can be hard to water efficiently and often result in wet sidewalks and wasted water. She says the program plans to convert more than 120,000 acres in 20 locations across the state to demonstrate how small changes can bring big water savings. 
Erickson says while the program currently is in a demonstration mode, they're planning a major expansion later this year. We are actually in the process of building a statewide grass removal program, meaning that will be rolled out in the fall in the form of rebate for residents of Utah. She says the program is helping Utahns to plan more efficiently and be responsible stewards of water while preserving the state's beautiful landscapes. This is a voluntary program. It started with the Division of Water Resources, and then we've expanded to include some of our local water conservancy districts. So it's really cool that it's led by government to try to get more examples and to try to switch out their park strips. For more information, go to utahwatersavers.com. I'm Mark Richardson. And that's the KZMU News for Thursday, May 26th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.